1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
2: Hi everybody, this is the Big Ten Show presented to you by our good friends at Bookmaker. Get in the game today for first half, second half, game parlays and teasers, so much more. All the best lines, live bets and more. Check them out at bookmaker.eu. Sign up today and tweet them, bookmaker underscore eu. And you'll get $100 put in your account for free, a free play, just for signing up. No deposit needed. Check them out at bookmaker.eu today. Right, let's get to it. This is the Big Ted Show. Our good friends at Jacobson Seed Company, a part of the program, as always, jacobsonseed.com. He is the almost famous Adam on the much less famous Jeff Turn and... I had to deal with some family stuff this week, so I did not get the chance to hang out with Isaac Bruce. I have not hung out with Adam Carricker since last Sunday when we recapped the Big Ten action from the week. So very happy to be back with you, Adam. How are you doing today, sir?
1: I'm doing great. It's glorious to have you back. You decided to take the week off and do absolutely nothing. I'm just kidding. Your wife had surgery. How is your wife doing?
2: So uh Adam you know this as as you have 17,000 kids and and yep. I have 3 uh it That's gets great. very tough when your wife is not at 100% whether she catches the flu or covid <laughs> yeah. or has a surgery so um, much truth so much, so truth. much truth right so <laughs> so my wife has her gallbladder removed on Wednesday yeah. and she's doing okay she's she probably won't go back to work until you know sometime early this week but uh I have had full daddy duty man and like you don't realize how much you co-parent in the morning and how much you co-parent at night and you split up the rides and you, dude, it's been a one man band and that band has been failing. All right. We have dropped in the charts. We are not doing great. Um, we, we have been struggling to survive. Okay. So the Jeff household, or householder. Yeah. You? My kids are one, two, and three, and I'm somewhere down at like 10 as far as the power struggle in the house. So Uh, My wife is doing much better than I am trying to make it through. So, yeah, man, uh, you know how it goes.
1: My biggest takeaway is that your wife is fine. You're the one we all need to pray for. That's what I'm taking away from She can't get
2: sick, man. (laughs) She can't get sick ever again, all right, like ever. So, we made it. Okay, we're going to get to a recap of the action from the week. We're going to talk about Adam's power rankings. But before we do, we are going to introduce a new game to the show. It's called... What the heck are you talking about, man? All right? And so all of these things from, what the heck are you talking about, man, come from Adam over the weekend. All right? So we're going to go, and I encourage everyone to like his Facebook page, follow him on Twitter. Great content. He does this thing called Character Chronicles, which is awesome. Gut reactions. All you Husker fans will love it. Guy is amazing. Except when he starts to spew some stuff that I have to go, what the heck are you talking about, man? So. First statement I have to read on this glorious Big Ten show, brought to you by Jacobson Seed Company, can be found on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Sports Illustrated, and Bally's. Adam, one day ago, puts this on Twitter and on Facebook. And I want you to tell me, what the heck are you talking about, man? Okay. With NIL and the transfer portal, I could see how some folks might start to feel differently. But for now, I feel that real college football fans. Do not boo. Just putting that out there. What you talking about, man? I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Like,
1: First of all, this is coming from the guy who picked Iowa to win the Big Ten championship. who will that later. Minnesota ahead of just about everybody in his power rankings. And we all know what happened to them versus the stack of books you known as Northwestern yesterday. And what was the other team that you were vehemently backing last week that I mocked you for? There was another one, but those were the top two. Like, you look really bad today, but I digress. You look great. You just, oh, my God, now you look <laughs> That's old. who I was backing. The you, baby. We're not, not even a Big Ten Ten team. <laughs> this is a Big Ten show. Stop it. <laughs> what was I talking about? Okay, so my whole life, I've been like college athletes or college athletes, and they should be treated differently than the pros. I've never once said, hey, don't boo a professional athlete. Personally, I wouldn't do it even before I played. I just I, I have a hard time booing another human being if they're legitimately doing their best. Now, if they're having a bad attitude, they're throwing a fit, they're not giving 100%. It's different. But if somebody goes out and stinks up the joint given their best effort and they have a horrifically horrible day, okay. But with college athletes, I always felt differently. Like, as a Nebraska guy, when Scott Frost played horrifically horrible in 1996, which he did, and then he came out and struggled in early 97 before he broke out against Washington and had a really good season the rest of the year, Nebraska fans booed him during the UCF game when Frankie London came in, led Nebraska right down the field to a touchdown, and Frost came back on the field. I didn't think that was cool. I don't think that's cool in college sports. What I'm saying is this. When you start making five, or I was going to say five mil because I'm thinking of Shadur Sanders. Not everybody's Shadur Sanders. When you start making hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars in NIL, and all of a sudden you can come and go as you please via the transfer portal, so there's a lot less accountability. All of a sudden, it becomes semi-pro sports. And when you are getting those perks and you become a semi-pro athlete, I start to view you as a semi-pro athlete, and I start to view how I can treat you. Again, no violence, none of that, no threats. That's ridiculous. But with the boo department, I might start to view you a little bit differently. I'm not there yet, but I swear to God, Colorado is reminded me of Miami teams outside of Miami. Wait, 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 wait,
2: wait, wait. Don't get no, no, there no. yet. No, that's the next part of this, okay? okay. That's the, that's okay, the next we'll part. Get there. So, so, so I want to take you back to my to my sophomore year in college. I think it was two thousand and four. Okay, um, you were I'm, in college I'm, for twenty four years. What year was that? This this was year two of seven. Okay. <laughs> oh, so, wow, seriously. <laughs> okay. COVID. I eligibility started. Rules. I started ahead. in 03. <laughs> I graduated in twenty ten. Okay, wow. it just took a while. All right. So. Wow. <laughs> so anyways um i want to take you back to 20 2004 i'm at the university of minnesota uh we're sitting row three or two at about the 50 yard line um we've got the tickets from a, a scalper before the game and all around us are all these alums from the university of minnesota but i don't remember what game it was of the year but it was big 10 play and they got off to another great start. The year before, remember, Michigan uh, came roaring back at the Metrodome, beat Glenn Mason. They were off to like a 6-0 and start, and they tanked, and they ended up at the Music City Bowl every year. Well, anyways, me and my buddies, we paid for our tickets. We're sitting there, and the quarterback play is god-awful. Guy goes over to the phone. He's sitting there talking. We're booing him. We're telling him how much he sucks, how bad they are. They're going to blow out there. All of a sudden, a group of people behind us start chiming in, telling us, oh, You guys can't be mean to them because they're college students. I said, listen, I'm a college student too. I pay my student fees. I pay my tuition. I paid for my ticket. Guess what? The reason they can have scholarships is because of all you people and because of me. It ain't about compensation. They're playing football for free literally because we pay our student fees and we raise money for the school and all of that. And so I said, he's playing like crap. We're just letting him know. Well, the lady behind me says, well... Guess what? My dad is Glenn Mason. And I am not happy that you're talking to those kids like that. They're trying their hardest. So I told her, it's perfect that you're sitting by me. You can tell your dad directly, they suck and he needs a new quarterback, okay? So we get up and walk out.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it
2: done. Oh, I believe this was her fiancé. Anyways, we get to the little, very narrowly crowded area at the Metronome. Dude keeps chirping, keeps chirping, and I keep chirping back. He takes a beer and chucks it at me. I duck, gets the people behind me. The Minneapolis Police Department was watching it. They did not detain him. They just separated us. I wasn't going to fight. I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. But that is how I feel about talking to college athletes, okay? And this was 20-some years ago before NIL. You put the jersey on. You got a scholarship. You're playing quarterback for a a major Power 5 school. Man, if you can't handle some booze and you think it is – discolorful go play a sport that doesn't generate revenue that's all i have to say if you're in a non-revenue generating sport you will never hear me boo if somebody's hurt never booing them if they're sick never booing them football players deserve to get booed at them. you guys are tough sobs
1: so a couple of things i want to address there so the sports that don't generate revenue you won't boo but the sport Along with basketball,
2: yes that does, generate,
1: that does generate revenue so that all these other sports can even exist, you'll do yes. those guys. That yes. makes yes. perfect sense. No wonder yes. you went to college for 84 years. Okay? <laughs> By <laughs> the way, this logic is coming from a guy. Did your mom and dad pay for your school? Genuine question.
2: No, 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 no,
1: no, no. No students. Trust me, dude. Visa.
2: Six figures of student loan debt was all me, baby.
1: (laughs) That's brutal. I I respect that. My my sister walked away with that and then interest for years. I respect that. Okay. Uh, My respect level for you went back up after it dropped. Okay. Um, But a couple other things. You kind of made my point, and I think you misspoke. You said they're out there playing football for free. I I think you meant they're getting paid via scholarships to play football. But you kind of are making my point when you misspoke with that because that's my point now is they weren't being compensated based on what they actually should have been. It wasn't equivalent or even close. So that's why I took that into consideration. Now that they're being compensated more relative to what they should have been being compensated all these years, now I view you differently. There is a gigantic monetary difference now versus before. And so I'm not yet to the point where I'm just gonna outright boo a 19-year-old kid, okay, just because you might be high and drunk and in your fifth year of college and then you're still on your freshman courses. And you can do anything you want throughout the weekend on a Saturday because you can go to school school for almost a decade. These kids only have so long to play, earn a spot, do these things. I digress. I'm waiting for the nail thing, by the way. When's oh, that coming up? I didn't up? see that, dude. Did I you- didn't oh, see man. that. Thanks for watching my gut reaction on Saturday. Jeez,
2: girl. I dad, told you I was taking play. care of
1: three children, okay? I didn't have
2: time for your gut reaction. All, all I got to right? say is, girl, dad, and when does this crap come off? Like, seriously, oh, it's day five. When does it come off? Girl dad, my boys love to paint their nails when they were probably 3, or 4 years old. I've had the nails done on the toes, the fingers, the whole thing. Hey man, congratulations. You you, you look better than ever actually. To be honest, with I you. it brings out the that. brings out the color I, of your eye. you right, um, like how they second, don't match at all. <laughs> I love it. Secondly, okay, now that Adam has told us he's a wuss and can't handle getting booed. Um, secondly, exactly. what you talking about, man? All right, so let me get this straight. Matt Rule and his players pray at midfield, invite Shadur to pray with them, and that's quote personal. But when Colorado tramples all over the O oh, at Oregon, that's okay. Colorado yep. is the new Miami of the late 80s and the early 90s. Do yep. not invoke yep. the greatest run in college football history. Whoa, no. Nope. With with a team that went 3-0 against teams that are garbage this year, okay. You can't even think to invoke the greatest run in college football history, which produced more NFL talent over a stretch of time than anyone in the history of college football. High-level talent to a team that's three and O. Oh. And by the way, I am not a fan of Baker Mayfield planting the flag or scratching your feet on the O. Oh, like I think that is petty and stupid. But I'm more upset with you trying to compare guys that were getting it done. And then showing out versus guys that have maybe been showing out while they're getting it done. There's a difference to me. So here's what you've got to understand, and here's where I'm going to help you
1: elevate your social media game because I knew exactly what I was doing with that tweet. Number one, they act exactly – not exactly. Okay, they haven't been doing it long enough. Give it time. They'll get there. They they remind me exactly of the late 80s, early 90s Miami teams as far as how they conduct themselves and how they act.
2: The like studs, like studs. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Like absolute studs, like every kid that watches them wants to go and play at that school because that's what happened with Miami when they were dancing at the Cotton Bowl. <laughs> I remember that. They were shooting the guns. I remember that. Absolutely. They they had the cutoffs, dude, so you could see that they had a 12-pack down there. They ain't talking about beer. I mean, they were – it was absolutely the greatest time. They changed the rules of celebrating for touchdowns because Miami was having too much fun. They were the fun police at the NCAA. Now, are you driving the fun police van today? Is that what you're doing?
1: So, as I was saying – Okay, with how they act, they remind me of the late 80s, early Miami's team. I remember that Cotton Bowl. Now, I didn't watch it live, but I've watched it since. And I have seen what you're talking about. That is an absolute embarrassment. Okay, and yes, they changed rules because if that was college football, college football wouldn't be around because it would be the wild, wild west. And there's a reason gunslingers aren't around anymore. So. First of all, that's exactly what I think of when I think of Colorado right now with how they conduct themselves. But you notice I didn't address because I originally typed that tweet out, that post, and I said, minus the national championships. And then it's on my end. My apologies. Okay, and then I deleted it because I said, I don't have to point that out. I'll let the people point that out. It's better if the people point it out. And boy, did they. So I, I knew what would happen. You've got to anticipate these things, Jeff. That's how you'll gain more than 10 followers uh, wherever you're at, 11, 12. Okay. 13. So it was it was leading the horse to water and let, letting the horse piss all over that water, which is exactly what I knew would happen. Oh no, the they're big, not anywhere they're not anywhere near as good as those Miami. That's ridiculous. I wasn't comparing the wins the wins. I've watched Colorado. And up until yesterday, I mean, they got they got smoked yesterday, as we all know. The twelve quarters leading up to yesterday, I watched them get outplayed. Ten of those twelve quarters, and that includes the first half of the Nebraska game where Nebraska outplayed them. They just found ways to win, which I give them credit for. But of the sixteen quarters they played so far this year, they've
2: been outplayed in fourteen. This is the Big Ten Show brought to you by Jacobson Seed Company, your healthy hybrid advantage. Yeah, let's advantage. Talk Big Ten football. I'm not done with you yet. We're going to talk Big Ten football. <laughs> what the heck are you talking about, man? It's not done. We have one more topic here. You guys can find Jacobson Seed Company at jacobsonseed.com. All you farmers out there, save time, make more money, and watch more football. Check out jacobsonseed.com. Final one. And this is the one I may have taken the most exception with. Good. Because I've had a lot of guests on my show over the years locally, <laughs> nationally, all right? And there's some people that I don't learn a damn thing from. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. You're one of the people I've learned so much football from. We've had so many conversations on this mm-hmm. show, so many conversations on my, on my other one. How you don't have a vast appreciation for Matt Millen, one of my favorite announcers, one of my favorite announcers, one of my favorite people, I think he's a four-time Super Bowl champion. He has he has forgot more football than I will ever know. You're about to
1: lose a lot of credibility. Let, listen, no.
2: No. No. The man won four. Listen. He has been employed by Fox for like a decade calling football games, the Big 10 network. Do you think the executives at the Big 10 network and at Fox are morons and don't understand talent and don't understand analysis? They don't keep employing people if they suck. They put them on TV if they're entertaining, if they're insightful, if they have a great resume, and if they know football. And Matt Millen is all of those things. Just because he's dogging on Nebraska every broadcast the last 10 years because of self-inflicted wounds, because of their own programs' inadequacies, doesn't mean Husker fans have to call him biased against Nebraska. Okay, I understand Nebraska beat him when he was playing at Penn State. That is neither here nor there. That's 50 years ago. Matt Millen is a football gem. Take away the, the Detroit Lion years, and he is a savant. Mm, yeah, take away those more th- facts. In North well, go ahead. four Super Bowls. Let's He's a college football and a pro football Hall of Famer. What do you want? And you were all talking right. smack. You guys were talking smack, all of you, on Facebook about the announcers of the game. Because they were giving love to Louisiana Tech because they were tied with the Big Ten team at halftime. You didn't want the smoke.
1: Do you need your inhaler? Do you have an inhaler? <laughs> I need something.
2: Inhaler. Oxygen. Hey,
1: borrow your son's inhaler while he does nail polish on your on your toenails. All right, so Matt <laughs> Millen. I've actually met Matt Millen. Okay? Great guy. I, I had a pre-draft interview with him when he was at the Lions. Okay, so a couple of things. Number one, you listed out. Any and all the reasons that people sometimes get analyst jobs. The only thing he actually has in his corner is the resume.
2: That's it. No way. No way.
1: That's all he has. And he's always clear, telling
2: me exactly I, what just I, happened.
1: I loved Matt Millen. When I met him, he was great to me. He was friendly to me. Uh, there were some pre-draft NFL visits that I had that were just absolute nightmares. Eric Mangini wow that guy's a psycho <laughs> i don't know how else to put it you Matt Miller be is great. The Big Ten show. <laughs> this is not personal this is my observation and if you remember the exact moment when i tweeted that out what prompted me to say it when he was sitting there talking about the bellies of the players on louisiana tech he What's is talking the about the bellies That's on the players of louisiana no it how was much weird. do they jiggle is it, it one jiggle two awkward? jiggles
2: It was weird.
1: It was awkward. It was dead air. And up until that point, the commentary had been, you know, fairly below average. I didn't really care. It was what it was. But when he went off, I like stared at the screen. Like, what is he talking about? And then my wife walks in the room. She goes, did you hear what he was just talking about? Because she's in the other room watching the TV. Who is this guy? What's wrong with him? I'm like, yeah, he sucks. I'm just going to point it out. Uh, a great guy, great player. We'll, we'll ignore that he, he once punched a Nebraska individual after he lost to Nebraska, and that's why he's so biased Pride against Nebraska. Nebraska. Okay. Also, you look at the Detroit Lions days. Every Everything that you just laid out, he should have been a great GM. He was god freaking awful
2: And this he's admitted a, that, but he's a good announcer. They keep hiring.
1: Legend, this is a legendary player. This is a guy I'm sure he knows football. But just because you know football doesn't mean you can express football. There are two different things. All right. You can express football and you don't even know football. It's an amazing f- switch of fortunes with you and Matt, with you and Matt Miller. I true story, though, Because and I, I do. I coach a lot of sports. I have coached with this guy who played at Colorado State for five years. Okay. And the first thing he told me, because he played when Colorado State was good, like Sonny Lubick years, they were ranked every year. He's in his mid 40s, a little older than me. He first thing he told me is a DB He goes, I'm not that athletic. I was always beating other guys to the spot because I was smarter than them. And I had to reinvent myself and I had to know more than them. And so that was my anticipation of this individual. After about coaching with him for two months, I was like, this BS, this guy doesn't know much. And then one day he starts running routes and I'm like, holy crap, Johnny, you're absurdly athletic. Like, it's ridiculous how athletic you are. He goes, no, I'm not. And so as the years roll along, and we've been together for five years, anytime he does something, he's ridiculously athletic, even in his mid-40s. And his football knowledge is not great. He's ran our offense in the past. We got shut out four times in one year. He ran our defense last spring. Our last five games, we didn't give up less than 50 points. The, and And then when he took over and coached the team for a year, the team completely and utterly fell apart after I had put it together, built it, and kept it for four years. And within two games, he comes to me and he goes, Adams, the team's falling apart. i like, I know, I can see it. You're not doing a very good job. And so this guy, you would think, knows football. Uh Uh-uh. He doesn't even know how to coach wide receivers. He knows how to coach DBs at the eighth grade level, and that's it. Okay? You have to be able to express football is my point. All right. And maybe that's me venting on a guy that's, you know, kind of driven me nuts and I just ran out of patience with him. But that's neither here nor there. The point, my friend, (laughs) the point, my friend was up until then, the, the announcing wasn't it wasn't anything unique. And then it was and it was weird and it was awkward. And that's the moment I put that out.
2: I'm coming someday on the show with a belly shirt, man. It's just going to be up right underneath my boobs, and then I'm just going to sit here and do the show with you, and then Oops. we're going to talk about my belly. Boob.
1: I'd prefer <laughs> you wear a bra and a mask, if that's okay. I can
2: do it. I can do both. No problem. <laughs> Adam character, I'm Jeff Turner. This is Big Ten Show. That's enough of what the heck are you talking about, man? Um, let's get to the games. Let's <laughs> talk Everybody about Matt. Any football yet. <laughs> hey, we have yet. This was great. People will love this more <laughs> than the analysis of these games that they already watched. Uh, Penn State is where Matt Millen went to school. Penn State dominated a team that was just rolling offensively heading into this week. Uh, and so <laughs> I don't know what happened to the offense because it was doing so many good things. <laughs> Give me your thoughts on Penn State's what? dominance of Iowa. You just threw me off
1: with that line.
2: Oh, man. Um, Let <laughs> I me mean, gather my.
1: I needed A-way oh, sure. now. <laughs> yeah, all yeah, right. Feel so coming in, Penn State defensive end. All right, Danny Dennis Sutton. And I quote: "We felt like it should be a shutout." End quote. That was it. That's how bad Iowa's offense is. All right, Drew Aller throws for four TDs. Penn State's defense forces four turnovers. Okay, and they lead the seventh-ranked Nittany Lions to a squeaker of a, of a last-second victory over number 24 Iowa, 31 to nothing. I right, Penn State led 10-0 at halftime, 24-0 going into the fourth quarter. This game was never really interesting, to be honest with you, in any way, shape, or form. All right, Iowa, at one point, you'll love this, talking about an explosive dynamic offense. At one point, over a five-drive period, 15 plays, so five-three and outs, they had one total yard. <laughs> wow, dynamic. And here's some stats. I mean, it's, it's mind-blowingly bad. Like, if Brian Ferentz – I'm not even going to call him baby Ferentz. It's not even funny at this point. If Brian Ferentz wasn't Kirk Ferentz's son, he would have been fired last year, and he would have been fired right after the game Saturday. Listen to these stats. First downs, Iowa, four. Penn State, 28. Third down efficiency, Iowa, 1 of 9. Penn State, 9 of 20. Total yards, Iowa, 76. Penn State, 397. Pass yards, Iowa, 56. Penn State, 182. Pass attempts, 6 of 16. Iowa, 26 of 40. Penn State, rush yards. This is what Iowa does, right? Their physical, blue collar, in-your-face, smash mouth, bam. 20 rush yards on the day. 215 for Penn State. Whopping 1.2 yards per carry for the mighty Hawkeyes offense. 3.8 for Penn State. Four fumbles, four turnovers and fumbles for the Hawkeyes. Zero for Penn State. And actually, of all the bad stats, this is the one I circled. Okay, this is the only one I circled. Okay, I don't know if you're looking at my nail polish or what I circled, but the a time, possession, a possession, 14:33 to 45:27, more than three, games. more than three to one. Um, Cade McNamara, five of 14, 42 yards. Drew Aller, twenty-five of thirty-seven, one sixty-six yards, four TDs. Iowa's offense, okay, twenty-one point two five points per game. They were averaging twenty-eight points per game just a week ago. It dropped by a whole touchdown.
2: I right, listen. Um, we don't have much time left in the show, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on Iowa. Uh, but people are gonna I would go well, if I was you. But but people are going to go, Jeff. You picked Iowa to win the Big Ten, aren't you? Yep. Just aren't you devastated right now? No, I picked him to lose to Penn state. A loss is a loss. You can lose 60 to nothing, or you can lose, you know, 21 to 20. They count the same. Doesn't matter to me. Um, they'll be fine. Like a
1: guy who's high in the stands, yelling at amateur athletes, but I
2: was going to win the rest of their games and they'll be in the big 10 title game. We'll circle back. We'll circle back then. All right, let's get to Ohio state and Notre Dame. Ohio state. Go ahead. Wait a second. Ohio state. First of all, is not on the same level of Penn state. They're not on the same level of Michigan to start the season. Doesn't mean they won't be there at the end, but this game was indicative of that. Um, Notre Dame is a good football team. I, I think they'll probably be somewhere around that top ten by the time the yeah. season's over. You know, I'm ten to fifteen at the worst, whatever. Um, yeah. Notre Dame had that game, and if their defense gets a stop on that final drive, it's a wrap. Uh, they they score on that final play there with the run rushing touchdown for Ohio State. They get the win. The win count's the same, but I I just think when you watch the body of work of Penn State and Michigan, they're here and and Ohio State's right here. Ohio State could be up here by the time the season is done. Ryan Day has a lot to work with there. That offense hasn't been right. And when Ohio State's been at its best, the offense has been a juggernaut. So I would say that's a little bit of a concern, but man, what a fun football game. Not often do I get excited about 17-14 finals because I like a lot of scoring, but that was a fun football game to watch because it was so close the whole time.
1: Dude, that offense is more than a concern. But the one thing Ohio State has going for them, other than they're absurdly talented like every year, they're actually playing defense this year, which they have not done in four years since 2019. All right. I did my recon. Let me get through it, and then we can go speedily through some of the other games. All right, number six, Ohio State, 17, uh, Notre Dame, number nine, 14. All right, Ohio State was a whopping three to nothing at halftime. I felt like I was watching a highly entertaining and really boring football-slash-soccer game. Okay, 10-0. They, had, they took the lead, and at that point, I'm like, man, I don't know if Notre Dame's even going to score. Notre Dame scores 14 unanswered, goes up 14 to 10. With 8.22 left in the fourth quarter, Sam Hartman throws a two-yard uh, touchdown pass to Rico Flores Jr., giving the Irish the lead. The very next drive, Notre Dame's defense, and this there wasn't a whole lot of time left after this, maybe four minutes, gets a fourth down stop on their 11-yard line, and I'm thinking, it's a wrap. Ohio State's offense ain't exactly blowing the roof off the joint. They got to stop Notre Dame, then they got to go the length of the field. Notre Dame's got it. All right, now on the Buckeyes' last scoring drive, they converted a third and 19, and right before that, this drives me nuts. It's a defensive line. It, I'm like, oh, my God, they've got, they're have got they going to rush three. And then what do you know? They give up the first down on third and 19 down to their own one-yard line go, the Buckeyes. Okay, I hate when teams do that. Me right. too. Me too. I, I literally said it right before it the ball was crazy. Snatched, Just then, play bam. your normal
2: defense, be yep. aggressive, and end the game.
1: Yep. And then, uh, so that put the ball near the Irish's goal line. Oh, I should mention, earlier in the drive, I actually gained a lot of respect for Kyle McCord in this particular drive because you convert that third and 19. They also converted a fourth and seven, okay? And then the last two plays of the game, so that was big on McCord's part, but the last two plays of the game, Notre Dame screwed the pooch. They only had 10 players on the field. They were (laughs) short a defensive lineman, okay? And they still almost stopped Ohio State's go-ahead touchdown run. Now, Irish head coach Marcus Freeman after the game, he said they saw they were a man short. They were going to run another guy on the field, but he told the player to stay since he didn't have any timeouts left, and he didn't want a penalty to give the Buckeyes a free down and or move the ball, which was on the one-yard line, to the half-yard line okay, and move it any closer. And so you could say Ohio State won this. I would say Notre Dame blew it. Either way, I did gain respect for Kyle McCord throughout that drive. All right, now Notre Dame actually had a pretty decisive time of possession advantage by almost 10 minutes. Sam Hartman, Irish's quarterback, 17 to 25, 175 yards, one TD. Kyle McCord, again, earned a lot of respect for me. I don't think he's a great player, but he just might be clutch. And here's exactly what I wrote right as the game ended. I said he wasn't C.J. Stroud the whole game, but he was Tim Tebow in clutch time. He ended up 21 to 37 for 240 yards.
2: He's Adam Carriker. I'm Jeff Turn. This is the Big Ten Show brought to you by Jacobson Seed Company. I'm going to actually call an audible. We're going to save your power rankings for the midweek show because I, I know. I'm on this. <laughs> I know. We're, I know. We're, we don't have enough time for the power rankings because we still have one other yes. topic to get to. Okay. Was it more of an impressive win that Maryland continues to roll or was it more of a disappointing loss that Minnesota blew their lead to Northwestern. What says Adam Kerr?
1: Oh, Minnesota. Dude, Northwestern beats Minnesota 37-34. If you didn't watch the game, it was 31-10 to midway through the fourth quarter. The game was over. Minnesota had it won. Your team, the team that you're backing, the team that you overrated severely last week in your power ranking. Now, Northwestern quarterback Ben Bryant threw for nearly 400 yards. Like, what? Where did that come from? And the game, winning touchdown pass to Charlie Mangieri, I hope I said that right. In overtime, to cap a twenty-one point comeback in about eight freaking minutes. You know the University of Nebraska's largest comeback of all time? Okay, is twenty-one points, and that took them almost two full quarters. This this meltdown took a full eight and a half minutes. You know, like, it felt like a losing.
2: It, My God, it, it felt like PJ Fleck was on a commercial for Flex Seal, and he was out in the middle of the of the lake without the. It, there was a hole in his canoe, and he couldn't find the Flex Seal to seal up the boat because all of a sudden it starts and he's paddling to the shore and he's trying to find the flex seal and he's paddling and by the time he sees the shore he sees the end of the game but he can't get there because northwestern is scoring too many points on him that you know they lost to bowling green a couple of years ago in a season that like the schedule was set up perfectly for minnesota to probably win 10 11 games. they lose to bowling green and i thought that was the worst loss of pj flex tenure Yesterday, it, was it, yeah. Yesterday was the worst loss. Yesterday was the worst loss. As as great as that Penn State win was a handful of years ago, which I thought was the greatest win of PJ Flex' career yep. at home against Penn State. I remember um, yeah. they were rolling. Yep, this is as equally as bad. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: <laughs> the the, the <laughs> you lost to
2: Northwestern. Yeah, and they were up by twenty one yep. with eight to go. You guys suck. Okay, like I mean, you'll be okay, but you suck today. You suck. Okay, can't believe Dude. it. You guys suck.
1: I just want to. I didn't want to go through every game, but quickly, Mar- I'm not going to argue with anything you just said. Maryland, Michigan State. Here's what I wrote: Maryland's four and zero, thirty one. Michigan State is two and two. Had nine. Right, the worst thing Michigan State football ever did was hire Mel Tucker. The worst. Okay. Michigan State had more first downs and more total yards and more time of possession, but you, how do you do all that and lose thirty one to nine? Not thirty one to twenty nine. Thirty one to nine. All right. They also had five times as many turnovers as Maryland did. That's five how you do to it. Maryland's one. All right, Michigan State could actually be a good football team. I really believe that. But Mel Tucker maybe... Oh God, I did write this, and I'm going to read it. Um, Mel Tucker. Oh God, I'm going to read it. Mel Tucker may be the biggest waste of money. Okay, in the Big Ten outside of Scott Frost.
2: <laughs> oh, I don't remember writing that. I'm, I'm quoting that, and I'm sending it out, and you're going to retweet it, okay, Mister? I no, know social not. media. No, 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 we're no, re- we're not doing oh, all that. Hey, hey, hey. Clip- if you, hey, if you know what I'm going to do that- I'm yeah, going to have our girl Lindsay I'm going to have our girl Lindsay no, you're clip, not. That. clip that clip no, you're not. A- time mark 31 minute 31 no, Oh, hey. and we're setting I it out said it.
1: I said it and it's up for debate it's not like unequivocal oh, no, it's I up said up for it debate. <laughs> I said it but you got to watch the whole show if you want to get that Jim alright and I, I did want to touch on records no you're not no.
2: No,
1: you're
2: so not, sad. dude. I'm, I am the, the guy.
1: I am the guy that when time came, I said Frost needed to go, and it was really hard for me to do. The reason oh. I don't want that clipped is that, oh. that, that that's hard for me to say. I
2: know, you know it is, I mean? man, but dear God, so, that is probably the, the most golden thing you've ever said on this show. <laughs> If you want to, as if you far as want to it that, pertains it, to the money that scott frost was paid nothing you, to do with recruiting nothing else but i you i gotta would watch argue, the whole show i would argue that, okay that's fine i would argue there's probably one or two like relative to the time frame and how much it cost him but man there's a debate that's, yeah that's but he's in there <laughs> he's in the debate oh uh, but mel tucker's worse off this frost at least frost had yeah. like at least frost had the pedigree of being a Nebraska alum and doing something for that university as a football player, at least well, like hell, even if you just compensated him with his coaching contract for what he is a player, I'm, you could at least sort of, you could go, all right, well, man, there was some compensation that equaled some production, but it was when he was playing. This is just terrible at Michigan state right now.
1: I hate that last thing you just said. Because how as much as I love you what go, you just said? <laughs> how many how many players would you go ha- have to go back and back pay if that, that's that's? I'm just the
2: saying, way. like if you're in your mind going, all right, well, this dude stunk it up as a coach, but was great as a player. We could sort of see some value there. Mel Tucker did nothing for Michigan State prior so to showing not, up there and taking the bag.
1: So actually, Mel Tucker, his first or second year, I, I don't remember for sure. They had a top ten team. They won a one, New Year's Sixth year six bowl one. game. Yeah, they one, beat the yeah. ACC champs in the the Sugar Bowl, I believe. Okay. I just wanted to touch on Rutgers and Michigan. Uh, Rutgers actually had a – because Rutgers has surprised me this year. Legit sur- – I didn't even think they had a Power 5 roster. We said as much. Nope. It was barely D1, it appeared to me. Okay, but they were undefeated coming into this game. We won't spend a bunch of time, but they actually had a 7-0 lead to start the game. Then Michigan never looked back, scoring 31 on answer, winning 31-7. to 7. All right. Now, here's the thing. I, here's what I wanted to point out. M- Rutgers is nothing. Like, Greg Schiano's doing a good job up there again not long ago well it was a while ago now maybe 15 years he had them number two in the country at one point I don't know if that's ever going to happen again especially when you got to play Michigan Ohio State Penn State every year okay but that's nothing to be ashamed of because they're exceeding expectations they made it competitive for a while Michigan may be the best if not the best team in the Big Ten number two in the country and honestly I'm looking at Nebraska staring down the barrel of a game versus Michigan this Saturday and it could be very similar for Nebraska this Saturday and I'm not, I don't know that I believe that's the case yet, but it wouldn't shock me if it is, but if somebody told me, Hey, at the beginning of the year, Hey, Michigan's going to beat Rutgers like 56 to three. I have said, okay. So 31 to seven doesn't sound as bad. I'm trying to actually give Rutgers some props here.
2: It was 14 to seven at halftime. They played a good first half. They just, yes, you know, they, yes. they didn't have the talent to match up. He's Adam character. I'm Jeff turn. All right. That's enough for the breakdowns of the week. I, I, we wanted to get the power rankings in. We're not going to until the midweek show, so a little tease for you. You're going to have to tune into that uh, and and find out Adam's power rankings for the week. And what we're going to do is just every other week, we're just going to unveil our own power rankings and we'll critique each other. We'll also get our picks for the Big Ten Parlay, and we'll have a guest this week on the show. Great interview, by the way, with, uh, with uh, Isaac Bruce last week. If you guys missed that, you can go check that out on YouTube, uh, iTunes, Spotify as well. But I just have one simple question about the power rankings, okay? Mm-hmm. If Adam Carricker looked to the future, as he does so often times in the sky, and um, <laughs> and ended up putting Miami in the Big Ten, and we were looking only at the resume from this year, where would you put the 4-0 and Hurricanes right now in the Big Ten power rankings? What number would you slot them in?
1: 15th. <laughs> uh, i gotta be was, honest with
2: you i haven't all watched it down
1: i haven't watched it down on miami you don't, football you don't need year.
2: to they're 4-0 they just I, scored I, I, 41 I points and rushed the okay, football well, colorado for... was 3-0 and look what happened there Dance they had 500 the plus yards okay they
1: uh, they, play, against, they played so far this year they, they just played have you ever know. seen
2: the temple owls
1: dude Okay, hey, who else? Are they D1 at least? They beat Bethune, Cookman. Okay, what not D1. Think? Who else? <laughs> I think they beat okay. Virginia. I
2: Northern think.
1: Is, well, Virginia's awful. They're like, North. well, Northwestern just won. Purdue, they're like Purdue. Okay, all right. Here. Okay, I'm looking at my power rankings. All right, I would put them, I'll be honest with you, you get out of the top five in the Big Ten, and it's it's muddy waters, and there's not a lot of phenomenal teams. I'm just being real with you. So, for that reason alone, they're probably somewhere in the top five, right around. I mean, I got Michigan. Uh, I'm just going to tell you the top three. It's not you know, going to shock. If
2: Ohio yet. State and Miami played tomorrow at the most neutral site in the country, which is Council Bluffs, Iowa, uh, would you, would you, would you, would you take Miami or Ohio State?
1: Send all your hate mail to Council Bluffs, Iowa. It's where Jeff. No, it's the most neutral
2: warrior. site in the state. It's the, that's where every game should be played. It's like middle of America, yeah, Council unbiased. Bluffs. That's right. Bill King, shout out to Bill King. He came up with that years ago. Um, put them. I would put Miami at three behind Ohio uh, behind uh, Michigan and and Penn State. Well, I was gonna say I almost
1: flipped Penn State and Michigan this week. I'm really close. Okay, uh, but I got Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State, one, two, three. I have no, Maryland no, no, no. no to hear the rest. I'm, to not, I'm not the giving team. you the whole. Okay, I'm just saying I'd probably have them around four. If they played Ohio State, I'd probably favor them. Just. McCord earned respect, but he still doesn't impress, if that makes any sense. I so. can just tell
2: you this. A McCord ain't got nothing on a Van Dyke. All right? That's plain and simple right there, baby.
1: Or Bethune-Cookman.
2: The U is back, baby. Can't oh wait. Wow. All right. That's Adam character. I'm Jeff Turd. As another page is turned here on the Big Ten Show, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Sports Illustrated, and on Bally's. We'll have another great show for you later this week. Hopefully, you enjoyed all the weekend action and all our recaps. Adam will have our power rankings coming up later this week as well. Thank you, Adam. Look forward to next week and uh, look forward to chatting. Thanks, buddy. That was the Big Ten Show brought to you by Bookmaker. Check them out at bookmaker.eu. Get in the game and win some big money. Easy payouts, big bonuses. Check them out today at bookmaker.eu. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early,